See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. But the stroke of the pendulum already pressed upon my bosom. It had divided the surge of my garment. Twice again it swung, and a sharp sense of pain shot through every nerve. But the moment of escape had arrived. Wave of my hand, my deliverers hurried tumultuously away. With a steady movement, I slid from the embrace of the bindings and beyond the reach of the scimitar. I was free! Free! All right, all right. Hello, all you out there in podcast listener land. This is Mao. You are listening to show, Slow Robot Agogo, show number 34. And with me, I have... Dr. Morbius. From parts unknown. Right on. Yes. So, uh, I'll go into my shtick quickly. Uh, please make sure you uh, subscribe to us on iTunes or uh, look us up online at slowrobotagogo.wordpress.com. And, um, yeah, if you're listening to us on iTunes, uh, like us or say hello or whatever, and um, that'll help us in the ratings. And try to... Um, we had a couple new subscribers to our Facebook page. Uh, if you want to be part of the action, go to um, the user group of uh, Slow Robot Agogo on Facebook, and we will add you, and then you'll get all the exciting, riveting updates. And damn straight. <laughs> damn straight. And if you ha- can, if you need more stupidity in your life, go to d- uh, bunchofdorks.com. That's my other podcast where it's a weekly, usually weekly, um podcast of just a bunch of dorks hanging out talking about whatever and that's at bunchofdorks.com or of course you can do iTunes at we'll just look up bunch of dorks and we are the top one what do you have going on Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown and if you like comic books which of course all of you do I'm pretty damn sure uh, Two Dimension Podcast the comic book podcast with no direction is where you will find me and my cohorts talking about comics Movies and all sorts of other stuff. Mm. And we're finally on iTunes, by the way. Ah, nice. You weren't up to now? Nope. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, Dan sent me the uh, <laughs> sent me the, uh, the the linkage. So, yep, we're on there. So, well, I'll tell you what. It's a tough life. Uh, the podcasting is a tough world. You know, just kind of floundering along in obscurity and vicious. It's you're hoping you have listeners, and if you do, they don't they don't write in, or it's hard to get like contact. People just are like, whatever. They're just listening at work. And that's fine. If you're just listening to it, that's fine. But if you want to write us, ask us a question, you know, yeah, request a movie. It'd be nice. I'd, en- I'd enjoy it. You know, we've had a yeah. couple of uh, viewer emails, but not very many. I don't know. It's very hard to get, the, get like, uh, an interaction between yeah. between listener and uh, and uh, podcasters. So, uh, yeah, if you want to, write us at uh, Z-E-N-B-O-N-E at Hotmail.com and put something like podcast or slow robot or... You know, whatever. Yeah, because regardless of, of whether you do or not, we're not going to stop. So just go ahead and do it. Because we're going <laughs> yeah. to, if we if we just get even bigger and better, we're just going to annoy you even more. So just go ahead and do it and get it over yeah. with. Write to us. Tell us what you think. And don't be a lazy ass. Yeah, I don't know. 
The other one's running out of steam a little bit. I, I, I'm hoping it can keep going. The the Dorks project, just uh, it's, it's hitting a rough spot. You know what I mean? <laughs> After about five years, and there's like babies and stuff and things. I mean, we, we're just hitting. I don't know. Um, I'm kind of hoping it keeps going, but I don't know. Maybe it'll morph into something else. It it might. I don't know. It's tough to tough to tell. We'll see. Whatever. Uh, you know get all misty <laughs> anyway what did you what did you watch any movies this I, you know i had five days off and i don't think i watched hardly any do you remember any of those five days yeah some okay <laughs> i went golfing and then i went to disney and i got my brain fried oh my god it was so hot on disney beer no just no the sun yeah like the sun yeah. like there was like a demon in the sky with a magnifying yeah. glass frying ants unfortunately i was the ant Gotta be careful, man. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I, was at, I was at one of those Disney parks once, the uh, Animal Kingdom, and I guess I hadn't been drinking much water. I mean, I wasn't <laughs> drinking beer, and I just drink. And I had, I went into a sunstroke. I like started like passing out. They had to give me water and do the whole <laughs> thing. It was a very strange experience. So yeah, it gets real hot and nasty. So that would have been funny if it would have been like uh <laughs> like when when uh when they were trying to keep Blondie alive in uh, in yeah. in uh in. Um, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and they right, were right. they that were patting was, water like on me. you. Yeah, that, that was, was you. Me, you were yeah. like, oh, he's like, hey, wh- where's the grave marker? And you're that like, I, you're like, I'm not telling you. Just give yeah. me some water, you know. Yeah, they carted me off in a wheelchair the whole nine yards. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> but I kept my 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 pistols and my hat, and my <laughs> exactly. little thin cigar. You know? Awesome. And the poncho there. The and then and then blue eyes showed up, and it all went bad. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I got hydrated, it went back and leave and cleave yeah. just. Brought the pain. There you go. <laughs> that was awesome. Now, who was the guy that was that? Who who was the... Hey, Blondie. Who? Oh, uh, Eli Wallach. Okay. Man, I love him, but I don't think he was in a whole hell of a lot, was he? Oh, no. Eli Wallach did a lot of movies. Did he? He was in 12 Angry Men, I'm pretty sure. So he did a lot. Of, he was, uh-huh. a, he was a, real, a real well-respected actor. So, yeah, he did, yeah? Okay. he did a lot of stuff. No doubt about it. So... Uh, That's, that'll be a little bit better. Oh, was I speaking into the wrong? Spot? Yeah, these these mics are finicky. Like it's so funny. Like I I keep upgrading stuff in the in the studio here, and the more you upgrade, the more finicky everything is. Like if you yeah. just have like, you know, you p- just plug something into a computer, just run of the mill, the cheapest microphone you can get, never have a problem. <laughs> you, you start upgrading, and this is gonna be better, and this is a, you know blah 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 mic, and this thing, and that, and that. Just more he- heartache and headache, you know? It's crazy. Well, you know, that's the price you pay for technology. I guess. We all know yeah. about technology, don't we? <laughs> yeah, right. So, I, you know what? I, I just watched um, I just watched a bunch of, like, TV. I don't know. It's crazy. I, I'm i not really big into TV, but uh, I was almost... Because I know you hate TV. <laughs> I don't hate TV. I hate TV the way it is now. But oh, yeah. It's just the bottom I of the barrel. It. It's all reality, reality crap. And it's like... like what, do I, what do I want to... What do I want to watch losers for? I'd rather watch, like, you know, actors and, you know, do cool things. Just a bunch of, like, Jersey Shore screw-ups. You know what the weirdest thing is? Reality shows have morphed into, like, a weirder thing now. Like, we're like, um, now you're watching, like... Pawn Stars and and uh and like Storage Wars and like what was they there was one I was watching this weekend it was called like um Loud and Fast it's about like these two guys that they go and they buy cars and they just they just do as little as they can to them and flip them for money you know and the mechanic's a really good guy and the guy who has the money is just the biggest dick in the world like you're watching these things and I'm like why am I watching a show about idiots buying storage lockers 
when you know it's all a lie, they're all despicable, horrible people. Yeah, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're they're all the, the the dregs. I couldn't even like talk to them if at a gas station. But why am I watching this on a show? Like, and they all fight. They're like, oh, I'm gonna run it up on them and all that. And you're like, really? You know, you know. I'm working on one now, one now called Widget Factory. It's gonna be very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, you gotta. You just have to make sure that you don't act like a human. You have to be a total idiot and a character of a of a arrogant prick. And then you'll be the sky's the limit. You'll be the most popular show. It'll be like Widget Factory Wars or or Widget Factory Battle. Like, and you have to no matter what, you'll be like, oh, I stole this really good widget from this other guy. You know, he's such a prick. And you have to talk stupid, and then... Have, have they ever done one uh, based in, like, in a department store or anything like that? Because I can tell you for a fact, when I used to work at uh, Playworld uh, millions of years ago, there was a lot of drama going on in the place. It'd be, it would make an interesting reality show. People getting drunk and stealing and getting fired and fighting. <laughs> Playworld? What the hell? Remember Lion- Do you know, remember Lionel Playworld? It was a toy store. In the uh, it was in the 70s and 80s. No, and it was no. in Miami. I think there was one here. It was before Toys R Us came down here, and, and Playworld was like a Toys R Us store. It was like a department wow. store, and they had all the models and you know the GI Joes and all that stuff. And it was it was actually a pretty cool place. I worked there like in the late 70s, early 80s, and I in those five years, I mean, I remember getting in fights. I remember like being drunk at work. I remember like worse things like that that I don't want to talk so, about. So yeah, well that's okay. I mean, the the way with the little amount of imagination that they're using for TV now, yeah. I can only assume that like, you know, there's going to be shows about watching people working at a 7-Eleven just like car mechanics, seeing how they, seeing how Well, they already have car mechanics. You're like, oh, they oh do? yeah, there, there's like three shows about car mechanics. You're like, Hmm. Yeah. How about proctologist? Not yet. Okay. That I don't think I'll watch that. One, gonna, that'll be a new season. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. This I think it's Roger. Called the glove. I think Roger Waters says it best. The species species has amused itself to death. <laughs> that's a good record. <laughs> that is. That's one of my favorite records. Though. I love that. <laughs> that one part. Roger Joe, Waters, Mister Mister Uplifting yeah. Guy. <laughs> Yeah, if you really want to feel good about life, just pop in one of his CDs. Oh, yeah, yeah. He'll be like, Chuckles, we call him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was having such a great day. Now I want to kill myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, I won a lottery. I did this. What do I do to punish myself? How about the wall and the, and the final cut? <laughs> yeah, the final. I'm going to listen to the final cut and I'm used to death back to back. Then I'm going to take my truck and put it into a wall at yeah. 90 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Oh, but I man. do, I do like that. I like, I love that CD. But goddamn, he's a little heavy for me. <laughs> You're like, weren't you a hippie? Didn't you do like a lot of acid? Isn't that like a good thing? I no, guess, no, I, I guess not. Bad trip, man. <laughs> Lifelong bad trip. Oh boy. Oh boy. So yeah. Anyway, I don't know how we got on the t- topic of Roger Waters and acid, but no, uh, not only that, but he's milking the wall again. He's doing a wall tour again. You know, it's, it's like wrong. let's just bring more depression to You're like, like the dude, country. Let you know? it go, man. You, you had a good thing, and yay for you. Just sit back and take the royalties. You know, just just. You're a, a bajillionaire. You know, like he, yeah. he, he doesn't need money, you know, no. so just... Uh, anyway. Wow. yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. So, I, I just watched this crappy reality show, and I did watch... um, What the hell did I... I started watching Dead Space. It was like an animated thing, and I was like, meh, didn't stick with me. So, I cut that one loose. 
I kind of go through like Netflix stuff, and I'll watch a little bit, and I'll just cut it loose if it's crap, you know. Um, yeah, I How watched. You? I watched. Um, well, it was a movie that I. Wow, this is gonna shock you. It was a movie that I didn't have. Wow, I can't, can you believe that? It was an Al Atkins movie. I'll, I'll pass out if it was if it's newer than like the seventies. Like no, it was seventies. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> if you said, oh, there's this, this movie I didn't have from 2010, I'd be like, oh, it's the big one, Elizabeth. Yeah, it was. It, I, I watched Spider-Man three. It was so great. <laughs> yeah, it was so great. <laughs> anyway, it was a movie that I didn't have. I was I was on an Al Adamson kick. The guy who did. Uh, Dragon vs. Frankenstein and right. Psycho Gogo and all that greatness. Well, it's called The Female Bunch, and it was made around the same time as The uh, Angels, Wild Women, and it was actually a pretty effed-up movie, man, about like these... It's like kind of like a... a, a Almost like a biker club of women that almost like the the man hater women club or whatever. They like <laughs> they, they go around and they they mess around and they steal drugs and they beat the shit out of guys or whatever. So it's like the View. Yes, it's the View. Yeah, <laughs> and and again, it's the second movie from Al Adamson, which was filmed at the Manson Ranch. And apparently, when this one was filmed, Manson people were living there. So I don't know what the hell you know Al was doing, but yeah. Wow. Supposedly, yeah, but it's a pretty. That's a little too close. That's a little too close for comfort. Yeah, you got but, that right, man. Yeah, Are you but, kidding me? But it had one of the, the last Lon Chaney Jr. Uh, oh, appearances, and his voice was shot in it from all the he had throat cancer from all the drinking and all that. It, it was pretty sad actually, but yeah. I think it might have been his uh, his last now, speaking role anyway. Wait, wait, now which one was the? Um, does he have a kid? Lon Chaney? No, who am I thinking of? There was like it was the the father and the who was the kid in Ega? Oh, Arch Hall Jr. Arch Hall Jr. Him and his dad. That's who I was thinking about. Because remember, like they made like two or three movies. Did you ever see the Sadist? Like, yeah, I have oh, it. Sadist rule. I actually like that movie, believe yeah. it or not. But uh, like they like funded it. Like they wanted him to be a star. They were really trying and. And he was some ugly dude. Man. Oh, dude, yeah, I mean, his face challenged you. You know what I mean? Like he was, that's why he was good, good in the Sadist because he looked evil, kind of. Yeah. <sighs> that was a that was a movie that had no business being as good as it was. You know. That's right. That's and right. and you watch it, and you're like, I expected this. It's gonna be a hilarious, terrible thing. And I'm like, why am I liking this movie? You know what I mean? Like, and I would watch, it and I was like, wow, this is. This is a scary, like a yeah. suspenseful good movie. You yeah, know? it was. By accident. It was <laughs> totally an accident. Yeah, exactly. All right, cool. So uh, what else did you watch? Uh, you know, the other thing I watched is I have like, uh, uh, you know, it's kind of like the Beatles and Beach Boys documentaries. Whenever I'm bored, and again, Netflix, they had some John Lennon thing on there. I was watching it, but it was mostly done from the point of view of his ex-wife, Cynthia. And it was it was somewhat interesting. You know, they bagged on Yoko, of course, and all that, you know. But uh, it was kind of interesting to see her perspective because after, even after all the crap that he did, she still kind of loved the guy in the, in yeah. the end, you know. So, And they, it, it, I think it was shot years ago because the son, Julian, that was pretty young in it, too. But it was it was it was kind of you know kind of cool. It wasn't like it wasn't. It t- it told me something that I didn't realize and I should have known. It. And of course, some of my music friends you know will probably know. Oh yeah, you didn't think about it. And I really didn't. But basically, because of Yoko is why he got so political, you know. And I really didn't put the two and two together. But yeah, kind of like when he started hanging out with her and they got into all the art and all the protest stuff. His uh-huh. music changed completely. It became from being like. You know, like kind of like uh, sarcastic, but 
kind of Lewis Carroll, you know, weirdness or whatever to like power to the people, revolution, you know, give peace a chance and all that. Yeah, but which which do you think stuff. was better? I think I like the Sgt. Pepper's better than the the revolutionary Lenin. I kind of mm. do actually. Yeah. But there's still a lot of good stuff in the uh, you know, the in your face revolutionary mm. Lenin. So See, one thing that troubles me <clears throat> and I don't I don't I I kind of stay out of all this kind of bullshit cuz sitting there and making fun of a celebrity or or saying like, "Oh, you know, Katie Holmes is split with with uh, with Tom that Cruise. Dude, Tom Cruise. You know, it's because of this or it's because of that. Like, I, I, that's really unfair. You don't know what the hell anything's about anything. You know, we live in a tabloid world, which is all bullshit. All I know is when you look at pictures of John Lennon and movies of John Lennon, look at how happy he is with Yoko. Like, like there, if you look at his like his expressions, his mannerisms, he is incredibly in love and really happy. So. What do I give a shit what this... You know what I mean? Like, like okay, he split with his wife and went with Yoko. Well, you know, he split with Yoko for a while, too. Yeah, but I mean... And I think he was happier when yeah. he split from... He was probably happiest when he was by himself with his millions of dollars <laughs> and guitars and, and drugs. Friend. Yeah, or he went to L.A. And, and even he even hooked up with McCartney and all that, yeah, you yeah. know? But when you look at the videos and stuff, I mean, you can see genuinely... Oh, he's, he's into it, yeah. yeah he, so she was the mother figure. So, who, so let it go, man. Who cares? Like I, everyone always trashes her, and I'm like, why? Like, well, I mean, yeah. We, well, there, there's there's reasons why. Well, what, this isn't well, a music. Play, block. Yeah, she's playing a drum with a fish or whatever. But who gives a shit? Like I don't. Now, some of that shit music. <laughs> oh my god, that music was shit. I never said I. I was never defending her like musical talents because you know. I could hit my cat off of a cymbal, yeah, really. and it would be about... It's Yoko-like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, when you watch the videos, she's he looks so happy. I'm like, well, Oh, yeah, he's definitely happy. But she, he also got into drugs, like heavy drugs. Well, anyway, that's a, it's not music blog or anything like that, so we'll, <laughs> yes. just, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Slow music a go-go. Yeah, well, that'll be next, <laughs> folks. <laughs> Big issue number one. Yeah. John and Yoko. Yoko and John. John and, John and Yoko. Yeah. Did you ever hear like the wedding album? and all? Oh my God. <laughs> the balls to make people buy that stuff. The the large gonads they had. It's all music all the time here on Slow Robot Go Go. Yikes. So anyway, besides that, yeah, I did watch the Beatle documentary. Uh, nice. So there you go. John Lennon, actually. Yeah. So I need to watch Paul McCartney now to get the other side of the story. See, when I was younger, I was a, I was more into the Beatles, but as I was getting older, I, I kind of like Elvis a little bit more. <laughs> I, 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 I'm I'm turning. You know what I mean? Like I I I, I like listen to Elvis stuff. I'm like, you know, he had a little bit more going on. He 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 was he, he was rocking. Yeah, I know. I like Elvis, but I never got into Elvis just because. Uh, you know, it was fifties when he was really big, and by yeah, the time yeah, yeah. by the time of the Beatles, he was doing like, uh, you know, all the all the movies, which are kind of cool. You know, I got I got nothing against Elvis, so I kind of like yeah. it. And the '68 specials, great, and you know, Suspicious Minds is great. And, and Tickle Me, yeah, and, <laughs> and in the Ghetto and all that stuff. Elvis, you know? Tickle Me Elmo. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. So yeah, but, but whatever. I, I'm he was notic- the king, man. I am noticing that I'm kind of view Beatles as more of like poppy and now I'm starting to appreciate more because I, I used to never even think of Elvis now I'm listening to some of the stuff I'm like well he's a little bit better to me now you know no neither of them are cash so I don't give a shit yeah. oh the Beatles are the greatest Ooh. Johnny Cash and Ozzy Osbourne uh, Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Cash is pretty damn great yeah. he was punk before there was such a thing and, as punk <laughs> and Ozzy well he was great in the first four or five 
maybe decades. Six, <laughs> maybe six Black Sabbath records. He was good the first seven or eight decades. Now he's getting a little old, you know, up there in years. Yeah, yeah, they did. They they were cool. Now I got I got I, I give. Dude, I give a Sabbath lot of props to Sabbath. Dude, yeah. They were yeah, well, imagine if in 1970, if you were like a little kid looking, listening to that. That was my first A track I ever bought. Yeah. <laughs> Master of Reality, man. I think I talked about this on air here. That, that's yep, yep, yep. First yep. one. Yeah, the first one I heard was the first uh, the song Black Sabbath, and me and my friend were like, what the hell is this? <laughs> wow, wow. Did we turn make a bad road turn into hell? Uh, yeah, any, well, kind of so. So, anyway, this is a music podcast all about music all the time. All music all the time. What time is it now? I gotta get a slide whistle. <laughs> 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 hey, what's it's the morning wha- zoo, what everybody. The DJs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, not that thing. We're actually talking about movies because that's movies. what we're. So, I'm going to drop in a couple uh, m- bumpers. Yes, bumpers. See if you guys can under- can guess what we're going to be talking about when we get back from the break. And here's the break. I now observed, with what horror it is needless to say, that its lower extremity was a crescent of glittering steel, about a foot in length from horn to horn, the horns upward, and the under edge evidently as keen as that of a razor, and it hissed as it swung through the air, inch by inch. But the agony of my soul found vent in one long, loud, and final scream of despair. Okay, uh, I'll give you three. Qu- I'll give you three guesses, and the first two don't count. So, what movie are we doing this week? Ready? That's right. It's the pit and the <laughs> pendulum. With Vincent Price and Barbara Steele. Yes. Director wrote Roger Corman. Roger Corman. Once this, again. This is one of those... Um, I, I Now, I never read the book, or the short story... Pit and the Pendulum. Have you <laughs> completely different from the movie? I, I would assume it would be. I, you know, I, I mean, like, from what I understand, two page story. Is, is it? Is it a two page story? Yeah. The writer Richard Matheson said, "I can't. I gotta. I gotta give you. you gotta. You got. want ninety minutes out of this. I gotta He's come like, up with a different he, story." He handed him two pages and said, "Okay, action." It's like, Make it run. Make it last, baby. <laughs> He's doing that stretch it out yeah, motion with his hands thing. as they're talking, and I'm. Going, they went Shatner on it to the um, castle. Yeah, I'm the brother of the dead girl. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the um, boy, loosely based on the Edgar Allan Poe story. <laughs> You'd think if it was two pages long, I would have made the time to read it and then watch yeah, the movie. Well, yeah. uh, not so much. Anyway, anyway uh, so yeah, this is a Roger Corman production based on the Pit and the Pendulum by Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe would be the Stephen King of his day. Now. Yeah, I guess he's the first drama writer. Or the first he was the first mystery. He created Mi- the mystery like mystery. Story. Yeah, mystery. Okay. And back in the '60s, because of these movies, he became like you know big deal pop. It also helps that he was public domain too, so they didn't have to pay any, <laughs> any royalties. Corman's Unlike like, Stephen King, Corman's like, when did he die? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ching. Yeah, he was the first mystery writer. He was uh, now this one killed. This one made a lot of money. Yeah, like how much did they put into this? Was this I think they put about three hundred thousand, and it made like a million or eight. Couple, it made eight million. That's according nice. to according to all our all knowing, all seeing IMDb. Yes, this is from nineteen sixty and one. Okay, budget estimated two hundred thousand, gross two million. Two Sorry, million. Okay. I was totally wrong. But about still, that. two million in nineteen sixty one. That's like 
Trump money now. Yeah, that's a lot of bu- that's a lot of money back now. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, so this is one of those where okay, now you look at the budget, two hundred thousand. Vincent Price probably about one hundred and ten thousand. I had two hundred yeah, twenty-five. Yeah, he wanted. He got uh-huh. one hundred twenty-five thousand for it. Of that two hundred thousand. Yep. Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. So that was, he had, a, he had that done, was a joke. <laughs> no, it was for real. <laughs> oh, my God. He had done the first one because House of Usher, and he didn't get paid as much. But then when House of Usher became a hit, AIP said, hey, why don't we do another one? And Vincent Price yeah. goes, not only did he get 125 Gs for it, but he got percentage, too. He got points on the back. Wow, he got points, man. yeah. He's so good. He, was like, you know, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing, yeah. <laughs> He's like, He was like, wow. So anyway, this is one of those movies where you're watching it and he they knew how to spend their money wisely. Yeah. This this does not look like a low budget movie. It just doesn't. Like no. the set the sets are good. The costumes, I don't know enough about the period. They all wore those fluffy like where the head looks like it's on a big thick doily. Yeah. And they all have like the weird capes and gowns and shit. Yeah, I don't know. 1600s. Like 1600s, right. Oh, it was 15 1547 is when the woman died. Right, right. So yeah. that's when it, this is set in the 1547. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they did some research, but they got what they could. They probably got... Well, I know, they, we were talking before. <laughs> they stole a couple draperies from like a local uh, IHOP yeah, and just yeah. sewed it up. And <laughs> All the sets came from other movies. They just cherry-picked sets from other movies and said, okay, we'll have take this stairs, these, this uh, you know living room from this movie and send them all to our our studio here in California, or wherever it was in California, yeah. and we'll just, you know, the art director co- drew it up. Cobbled it together. Cobbled it together. Pro- and probably the costumes came from other movies, too. Oh, and No I doubt do. about it. No and doubt about at it. at one point, because uh, I was looking at it a lot, because I was kind of astonished at how well, how well it was shot and how good it looked. Like, that's one of the first things that kind of struck me is, when I hear 200,000, even in the 60s, th- that wasn't chump change, but it wasn't a lot, you know. And I was kind of like expecting like, here we go, like Plan 9 where you see tombstones moving and crap like that. And it just wasn't. It w- There was nothing that detracted from it. No. And I think in the 1500s, they really needed to clean more, though. <laughs> a lot of a lot of dust and a lot of cobwebs. A lot of cobwebs, I'm noticing, like, yeah. All these crazy guys, they got to get some maids in these dungeons. They only had one, so I mean... You know, gosh. look, just because you have an evil dungeon, that's no excuse. You can't... It's not your excuse to just be a slob, you know. So clean up your freaking cobwebs and shit. But yeah. whatever. Atmosphere. Yeah. It's called. <laughs> oh, is that what it's called? Atmosphere. Yes. Yes. So yeah, this was filmed like in 1960, released in 61, and it and it grossed out, as they say. You know, it did I real can... well. And then after this, it was like Tomb of Lygia, The Telltale Heart. What was the other um, one he was going to do? Corman was going to do... Oh, he did a bunch of them. He did Tomb of Lygia. He did The Mask of the Red Death, Premature Burial. No, he wanted to do Telltale a different Heart. one. Uh, he wanted to do... Um, uh, I forget the name of it. Damn it. Nah, sorry. I, 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 I shouldn't even have brought it up. Uh, you know what the funny thing is? The name... The, her, their name is Medina... Medina? Yeah, they're Spanish from Spain. Every time I see the name, I think that song, Funky Cold Medina. (laughs) I got to find that and drop that into the end of the thing. Like, I don't know why. It just cracked me up. Every time that he said Medina, I was like, Funky Cold Medina. Yeah, (laughs) Tone Loke. Yeah, well, you know what they say, though. Tone Loke. (laughs) <laughs> didn't does, did not inspect the expect the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Yes, 
I got to see where the originate where this uh now this was a this uh, I'll just kind of segue back. Oh, yeah. I'll come back to the reality of it. This was one of those movies that was very suspenseful. Yep. And even kind of creeps you out. Even now, even like I just watched this for the first time today. I've never seen this, didn't know the story. I didn't do a heck of a lot of uh, research. I I mean, I kind of looked up who's in it, whatever, blah blah blah, you know, like a little a light IMDb mm-hmm. kind of look through, see if there's anything wacky there, you know, like oh, you can see the cameraman, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I always look for that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. But um <clears throat> and then I sat down and watched this, and then I watched this after work. It wasn't like it was midnight or anything like that. And I was genuinely kind of creeped out at some parts where it was, you know, not them running around and swooning. I mean, for, for God's sake, I saw, you know, Vincent Price swooned and passed out twice in this movie. I'm like, wow, they did that a lot in those old movies. <laughs> but uh, but there were parts of it where they're chopping away to get at this woman's grave and stuff. And I'm like, God damn. Yeah, you know, like, right. It's just the way it's shot and the way it is and... It's it's genuinely scary. It's genuinely well. Yeah. Well, this is this is like this was a, made by American International Pictures. And this was like huh? their A team: ah, Corman, okay. Floyd Crosby, father of C- Crosby and Nash, uh, Crosby, uh, Daniel Haller. Um, I forgot who the assistant director was, but this was their A team. I like Haller's monkeys. They're, he's, they're yeah. Great. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So, so now that you said the, the cinematographer was Floyd Crosby. Floyd Crosby, David Crosby's which is dad. David Crosby's dad, okay. who was a famous a famous cinematographer in the 40s and 50s. I can't remember what movies he did, but basically he ended up doing Corman movies towards the end of his, his life because he was blacklisted. In the 50s. Whether or not he was a communist, I don't know, but he was definitely associated with people. And now, he, you brought that up, and I wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit on air. Um, go for it. That's. I don't know a whole heck of a lot, but I know it, it's kind of like a. Just like a witch hunt, a modern day witch hunt, you know? And yeah. it ruined people's lives. What, what would they have gone on to do if they wouldn't have been. Well, remember, just, the Cold War was happening. Just derailed, just ruined. Like, these people's lives were just ruined. Well, you know? uh, yeah, yeah, you caught me off the spot. But apparently, there Sorry, was a, apparently like Russia got the atomic bomb due to spies. Right, right. Americans who became communist sympathizers. Oh, uh, well, I can't remember their names right now. It's on the top of my brain. But anyway, yeah, the, 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 the Rosenbergs. Yeah, the Rosenbergs. The Rosenbergs. And yeah. Then, yeah and, and so the, that begat that this whole the, communist. What was it? The McCarthy trials. The McCarthy trials. And honestly, there were actors in show business that were sympathizers. With oh, the okay. Communist Party, but the problem was, is while they were sympathizers, it means they were traitors, and they got lumped in with people that might have been their friends, and right, and this right, and that right. and the other thing. And then you know the Joe McCarthy thing did. I mean, I'm sure there was some, uh, there were some people that were communists in there, but innocent people got yeah. dragged in, and therefore you know what you know stuff happened like. Uh, Sean Penn's father was part of the McCarthy. His career kind of got derailed. He, he later became like a TV director. Uh, I was watching a documentary once, and apparently, believe it or not, this one will really shock you. Lucy had a had a her voting card was Communist Party, but what happened was in the 30s, I guess it was some kind of like you know it became like a fad to become like you know a, a communist or whatever. So she just joined in, not realizing but obviously when they yeah. when they grilled her on it you know she was like no 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 i just never really changed my affiliation because it was my only voting card and even desi who was a cuban who would anti-communist of course would said no no lucy was no communist or anything like that uh, so a lot of that happened where people wow. were just like their their relatives were affiliated it was with in it. vogue to do it and that's exactly yeah, you wow. know i mean hollywood is still 
not communist, but they're very left-wing, you know. So it was always it was always there. But when when the, the when the Russians got the atomic bomb because of the secrets that the Rosenbergs, that started the whole you know McCarthy wow crazy McCarthy thing. So yeah, because I didn't you you had mentioned that about the cinematographer, and I was like, huh. There were other people you know, too, and I yeah, can't think of them yeah. off the top of my well, head. Well, it's right okay; now. it doesn't matter. It's just something that I I really should do a little bit more, like like looking into that. I'm I'm curious about some of it, you know. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, and Joe McCarthy kind of like he ended up getting. I think he died died a drunk or whatever. He got like, um, you know, towards the end of it, he got like disgraced or whatever, you know. And, and but there were some people that were, you know, not great, you know. I mean, but again. You know, it's a free country. You're allowed to believe whatever the hell you want to believe. You that's, know, we've kind of really hitched our wagon to that. You know, like yeah. that's uh, uh, yeah. So I mean, you know, for better or worse, but yeah, that was that was. I mean, the fact that the Russians got the bomb, that then all the nuclear movies came out, all the giant oh, animals and you know all that kind of stuff. So that really it was, hit. It was, yeah. it, was, it was before my time, and you know how old I am. So yeah. it was before my time. But you just read about it and you see what you know kids had to. You know, the duck and cover, go underneath the desk Dude, or whatever. We still did that in my school when I was a kid. I don't remember ever doing that. We did it all the time in my elementary school, and this was in the seventies. Wow, I don't remember doing. They used that. to make they used to make us like go into the uh, into the hallway, and I used to say, "Oh, so we have one mass grave." I remember going underneath you know. the desk with some girls, but that was a whole different thing. <laughs> yes. So, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to reality. Yes. All right. So, so they have a really good team shooting this, um, and it shows. They had um, the, the set design were good. Even like the matte painting of the castle that they went to a couple times. Yeah, and that matte painting was used in way in other core movies. As a matter of fact, that that shot of the beach and the castle in the back, I can name you about ten movies. Yeah, he's that like that was is, used. That was even even non. There's a movie called Gallery of Horrors, which was done by a, a cheapo uh, company. I forgot who it was. David Hewitt did it or somebody like that. John Carradine and Lon Chaney. They even used scenes from Corman movies in them because you know Corman it was like he stole from everybody so these guys figure well, we'll steal from Corman too you know what's he gonna do he doesn't care that that matte painting of the of the of, yeah. the of the of the castle and the water and all that that's used in that yeah. and then and then the burning house from House of Usher before this was also used in Gallery of Horrors yeah so. you know the interesting thing about Corman and I maybe he's a little bit more litigious than I think I I I think he just makes his money and goes he. I don't yeah. even think he cares. Like he keeps all of his copyrights up. Like it, all his stuff is copyrighted because it's all. I mean, well, MGM uh, bought all the. Yeah, MGM bought all the AIP. But stuff. I mean, none of his stuff fell off. Like some of these B B movie no. directors just they don't no. care. No. But but he was he's a smart guy. He they, yeah, he never guy. loses money. You know, no. none of his pictures no. ever lose money. In fact, they usually make a lot of money. Just he's just these these Poe ones, especially this one in House of Usher and. Tomb of Lygia and Mask of the Red Death. They were more, they were like kind of like his more big budget Hollywood. He put a little into it. Yeah, he put a lot into it. Yeah. You know, compared to some of his other stuff, you know. But even like we talk about Death Race. Yeah. That doesn't. It, he produced it. it it's a, yeah, it's a B movie, but still, it's a pretty good B movie. You I know. I mean, he would when he was producing it, he would just let the director look at the script, get the director, and go, "Look, here's a hundred thousand. You know, I'm and, putting my faith in you. Yeah. And when it's done, he'd look at it and go like, "There's Change not this, enough sex. There's not right. enough humor. We well, got that galaxy of terror. Oh, We're gonna yeah. need some warrant rape right here, and that's that's all there is yeah, to it." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, the pit yeah. and the pendulum. Quick, yeah. uh, quick uh, synopsis. You're gonna have to run with this one. I mean, 
from what I can remember, anyway, yeah, uh, to the best of my recollection. Okay, well, is, basically, it starts out with a guy, um, young guy, the brother, the brother. He's going, uh, he's going to this castle. He's from England. They're in where are they in? Spain. Spain. Uh, okay. The reign in Spain. The span the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> yes. Duh. I didn't like. Uh, yeah. This is. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I wasn't there. <laughs> Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. I wasn't there, but yeah, not nice, not good times, but. Uh, yes. And you know, if if the, the the Grand Inquisitor said to me, "Hey, you either become a Catholic or you know you get to pit the pendulum." Hey, man. I'm Catholic with you, buddy. You Go know, no problem. Jeebus. Yay for that. Go Catholicism. <laughs> I love you, even though I am Catholic, so I can do whatever. But, you know, anyway, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, yeah. So, yeah, basically, and the the, the very first scene, which the Futurama did this. Mocks it. Mocked one of, mocked this one part <laughs> in one of theirs, which is, they, they always give a lot of homages. <coughs> they don't rip things off. They just, yeah, they, they, they have, yeah, they do. And, um, so the, the the they show this cart coming along, or you know the guy riding the what the hell do you call it wagon the like wagon he, yeah, yeah the take, carriage he's bringing the, the br- carriage he's, he's bringing the carriage up and the and the guy stops and he won't go any further. he won't go any further and the guy's like no up to that castle and he's like he just hands him the bag and's like get out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go to, this bus doesn't make that stop I, so. I mean it's not like Dracula's castle or anything but still dude was didn't very ominous. You yeah, know, and then yeah. The, the the brother's like, okay, whatever. Even though it's on a nice beach, though, but still, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, so yeah, brother goes up to the door, there. And gets there, and the and the butler won't let him in. He's like, no, you're letting me in. He he kind of shoves his way in, and the the sister come, not his sister, his sister's dead. The Nicholas, the uh, the brother, the husband of his sister, the husband of this guy's sister who's dead. Her his sister, sister lets him in. Lets him in. He explains who he is. Right, right. And, and he's just there to kind of see what the hell what is going on here. Sister's dead in this big castle. She's very young. She's only 29. So how the hell did this lady die? Yeah. Right, right. Elizabeth. And yeah. he's like looking into it. And yeah, they, t- they tell him at first she had a blood disease. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, he's like what are you talking to? <laughs> yeah. What do you think I am? Tone Loke? Yeah. And then... Right. He, and then um, then it, it slowly gets revealed in a very you know different way. The the doctor comes and he's like, no no she she was yeah they're at a, they're at a dinner For, they meet they 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 she's walking them through the castle, and then all of a sudden he hears like you know uh, some some noise going in under one room and I yeah. guess Vincent was like working on the pit and the pens I'm kind of greasing he goes there's some machinery in here that I needs, needs to, be, to be run every, needs to be run yeah. Like, so, yeah, it's like yeah, so it was it was a blood disease that killed her. It's like, oh, okay. Yes, and, and this this castle is outfitted with the very ominous torture chamber and, and cobwebs, cobwebs, and all this. So and yeah, the next day they're at dinner and the doctor shows up and the doctor's like, well, no, she didn't die like that. And then it comes, it's revealed and that she died of shock. Of shock, yeah. Because apparently she was like, after a while, at the beginning there was it was all lovey dovey and fun and stuff, but. After a while, according to the doctor, she started to get like really into the. She started getting into the 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 parts the, the, pen, the parts of the the torture chamber. And what happened was it was revealed to to her slowly that the the guy who her, her husband her husband's father was part of the Spanish Inquisition. He was like the guy that would yeah torture Nicholas's people. father Vincent Price's father was inquisitor yeah was the inquisitor where you know and they would kill and torture a lot of people in this 
thousands Castle, supposedly. Yeah. And there's and then that's where she's keeping spending her whole all her nights viewing these torture yeah. devices and going nuts about oh it's so terrible and blah blah blah. And I guess she 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 it seemed like she got into the. Uh, that little like not an Iron Maiden, but that like metallic box or whatever, and then yeah. and then when she came, when she when they went and found her, she was like dead supposedly, a yeah. fright or whatever it so, was. So yeah, and then um, go to the next part where he, he reveals like yeah, and then and then you know, and then all of a sudden it's like you know okay, supposedly this is what happened. Okay, fine. So then you know the dog the as as they go back to their rooms. The the sister t- is talking to the guy, and she she tells him that, you know, go easy on my brother because he had a rough childhood. Apparently, when he was a kid, he was playing around in the uh, torture chamber. Not a good thing to do, kids. By the way, <laughs> stay out of your dad's torture chamber, you know, because you 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 might get more than you bargained for. So anyway, she uh, he was down at the torture chamber. All of a sudden. <laughs> He sees... Playing around in the torture chair. Yeah, well, you know, back then they didn't have G.I. Joe's or anything like that. So yeah. Like, oh, what'd you do this weekend? I just hung out in my dad's torture yeah, chamber. Yeah, Iron Maidens and Racks. And yeah, it was crazy. Had a lot of fun. So anyway, when he goes, when Vincent, as a young boy, goes down there, he uh, sees his dad, like, bringing in his mom and his brother, and he calls them, the dad is, like, out there for revenge, and he calls the brother an adulterer and he like whacks him with the poker and he yeah knocks him out and the mother he like you know grabs her and he starts torturing her and he does put her in the uh yes, yeah yeah at first vincent or vincent um thinks that she's dead yeah but then it turns out that no the father just beat the hell out of her and tortured her for a while and left her and walled her up in the yeah. castle like shackled to the wall just like okay so you're shackled to the wall beat to hell and then they just brick and mortar you up you yeah, know that where yeah. you can just sit there and rot on the wall you know oh my god not a nice guy yeah i think he had some issues yeah i think yeah I, I think he had some issues so yeah. vincent's like on the edge there already so it's he's like, living on the edge <laughs> <laughs> so anyway as, as the story keeps going on all of a sudden like uh it seems like the the elizabeth vincent's dead wife seems to be her ghost or something yeah. seems to be coming back to life because they they he shows he shows the brother the room and then when they leave all of a sudden they go back to their rooms and all of a sudden they hear stuff and they hear like the harpsichord playing right and he was ta- regaling everyone about how after dinner they would sit and talk and she yeah. would play the harpsichord every night well now the harpsichord's playing and everyone's right. rushing out of the room like oh my god what's going on no and one else Vincent's can... is like losing it yeah even he's more. totally losing it in this you know, point he's all he's all like glassy eyed or whatever. And and then you know that that ends and then all of a sudden it's like you hear a scream and all of a sudden they go back into the room and, and uh, Elizabeth the wife's room where she the, where Vincent Price had a room perfectly you know made the way you know yeah. before she died or he whatever he left it as a shrine it's all torn up and the mm. maid the maid runs out of going like oh I heard her voice I heard her voice and Vincent like passes out or yeah. something like that this was this was his first swoon and pass out I think I think it was his first swoon uh, yeah yeah and okay Vincent Price has he's a big guy he's like he kind of is very Nicolas Cage-ish in that he has regular setting then he has like crazy setting <laughs> And this was like he switched to the crazy setting in this movie. He was very uh, 
Yeah, but he turns it up even. He turbos oh, it right. later. <laughs> he, he does. He does kick in the turbo love later, but he is very like. I don't even know, like Joker from Batman ish. Like yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he is hamming it up pretty. Yeah, pretty Corman. Hard. Corman didn't tell him to tone it down <laughs> at all. I just said <laughs> there was no restraints on his on his uh, uh, his acting. Let's put it, it that it way. It seems like he was having fun, and he was doing of. the nutty eyes everywhere. Like oh, he was yeah. like, ah, like you know, he was just crazy. But but but, but suspenseful. Yeah, I mean suspenseful. It, it didn't detract what you're like. God damn, dude! You're, you'll you'll <laughs> enjoy as the movie goes along. <laughs> you're acting your ass off. <laughs> whoa. whoa so wow flamethrower so then after that um now now the third incident is the room gets destroyed including this painting of this this bad painting of this girl this woman well, and Vincent painted himself yeah you know? and the brother is finally like look it's you you're doing it you're you're just pretending and blah 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 you're always the one that's locked away and and i'm on to you and you would have gotten away with it if it weren't for us kids. Yeah. But anyway, the then they're like, no. He's like, no, I didn't do it. I haven't been doing it. So then they're like, well, the only way to settle this is to dig her up. Yeah, right. Because, <laughs> she, well, she's not in the ground. She's behind another wall. Like She's interred in the in yeah. the, uh, in is that, the is crypt. That, is that the word? Interred, yeah. She's a turd. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so this turd's in this crypt. And they, they were like, okay, whatever. So now they're... Now they pickaxe through and they uh they get to her and they they bust open the wall and this is like a kind of a long scene where they they're just nonstop hammering and picking and yeah taking right. turns yeah they're taking their time suspensefully doing yeah this. and they're and it and it's they're sweating it it's it's tough work you know digging up a body yeah really especially so, like two like kind of like you know wimpy dudes or whatever the yeah. doctor and the brother yeah these dudes have ruffles around their freaking they have head. puffy they have the puffy shirts they have the puffy shirts and that like white ruffle thing around their head of course yeah. they're wusses they don't know how to swing a pickaxe yeah. so they're like oh have at you and then they finally get through the wall because vincent price is like enough enough of this and then he helps and then uh he busts it open and then they get through and then there's this big this this stone coffin and they they pry it open and then shazam Elizabeth is like coming out like it was like a final death scream or whatever. She's yeah. frozen. And I, I like I was telling you before, I saw it as a kid on the ABC late night, uh, Monday night movie. I you hit say. the freaking ceiling, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm like nine years old or something like that. And I'm like, whoa, the tortured face that this lady was giving. It, she looked like the woman from Plan 9 from Outer Space, except in like that cat claw pose, yeah. like each hand is supposed to be a cat claw, yeah. and she's like going, ah, you know, like, uh. and, then, and then you're like, oh my god, and then Vincent swoons again, you know, swoon slash what's what was he saying? It's true, it's true. Yeah. No, no what, he he's saying he was one, buried alive or something. Yeah, like he that. just he just keeps saying the same word over and over, and he like just skulks away up the thing. He at this point he's gone full on. He's he's done. He's, he's gone toast. full on Vincent. Price. Well, he's almost toast. He'll get toasted in a second. Yeah, he 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 has one more gear. He's uh, he he he's got it, one more gear. He slaps it in, into he's four. In second, he's he's gonna put the nitro. Yeah, He's gonna hit the nos in a, just a couple minutes. But right but now it, he's winding. Like he's like uh, he's rattling apart and uh, and then and then, then but, but but the best thing is though it's like when I was a kid watching it. Okay, oh my God, this like creepy like dead woman when grim and they cut to like taking vincent back and all of a sudden as they take him off they they 
put the camera back on the brother and he looks down again and boom we get to see it again so yeah. Corman gives you like a double <laughs> he's like, he's he's like, like <laughs> boom 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 kids here you go you <laughs> thought it was creepy the first time here it is again yeah why not do it a second time yeah. and now at this point Vincent Price is going full on he's hitting for the nitro spot and, and everyone else is just like well what are you gonna do? Tell you know, you can do. The doctor's to like, doctor's like, huh? Could have swore she was dead. Yeah, so anyway, like, I gotta get home. To I gotta go back to you know <laughs> to my wherever. other patients. I'm thinking I gotta go back to Barcelona tomorrow. You know, <laughs> he goes. I, I I had to get back to my other patients. I'm thinking I don't think they want. I don't think they want you as their doctor anymore. Like yeah. you know, you. Uh, so anyway, Vincent yeah. goes back to his room. I think they fall asleep, don't they? The, yeah, everyone goes to sleep, and and then all of a sudden, you know, Vincent starts hearing, you know. Nicholas, Nicholas. Right. This kind of sounds like Ricola, Ricola. <laughs> that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> Ricola. I know, Ricola. <laughs> I'm sure that's where they got it from. But anyway, yeah. you hear Nicola. Vincent had like a bad cough thing and he had the leader yeah. hosing on and that big horn and then he was yeah. like, okay, whatever. So, oh, and did we talk about the brother finding the, the secret passageway? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So that's where he's hearing it from. Now yeah. Vincent that's is... That's right, right. That's now right. Vincent is going through these secret passages. Passageway. And, of and course, and every castle has to have a secret passageway. Yeah. And they haven't been dusted for shit either. There's no. damn sloppy slobs everywhere. Oh, what do you expect? You know. Yeah. So, yeah. And so he's he's going through, and then big reveal. Okay. So he's going through the he's going through the castle... Going through the, the the door, takes her right to the grave. All of a sudden, as he's getting near the coffin, all of a sudden, the coffin like creaks open, and you see the bloody hand of mm. the great, the absolutely beautiful, <laughs> my favorite horror movie actress of all time, Barbara Steele. I hadn't talked to Barbara Steele about Barbara Steele until this point, and that shame on me, but she's absolutely. There was a movie called Black Sunday that came out she's before this. She's a whole this. lot of woman. She's a whole lot of woman. I mean, she's not not I mean, not big. Like she's very beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. But if you ever saw Black Sunday, which we will watch it one time, she's a whole lot of scary too. Because the makeup they put on her in that movie is like frightens the hell out of you. She's like a oh, witch yeah. with like holes in her face that comes back Whoa. from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Barbara Steele, the greatness of Barbara Steele was she wasn't she wasn't a fe- like a victim, which is usually what women were. She was like no, the no. femme fatale. Yeah. You could tell she was a tough, not, yeah, she not looked a tough kind, chick, but she looked kind of, she had that, ru- that strangeness to her a little like bit, she that walked, evilness she, like, to When her. she walked in, when she was walking down this, like, this chasing him kind of, she was confident. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, you yeah, know, like she, that's what you're saying, like kind of like a confident, she was, when she was moving, she knew she was in charge. Yeah. And, and, and Barbara Steele was, was, her heyday was in the sixties. She was in Black Sunday. She did this for Corman in America. She did an Alfred Hitchcock episode. But she mostly did Italian oh, horror okay. movies, that, all that, dubbed. Oh, okay. And it's funny because in almost all of her movies, she's dubbed. Even even though her voice isn't a bad voice, a lot of I read some I read in the notes for this that Corman used dubbed her in this because her voice sounded too different from her. But she had a strong British accent, and he wanted everybody to have a similar kind of accent. So she, again, right, she right. was dubbed. And obviously, in the foreign movies, she was dubbed because. They were speaking in Italian or whatever, yeah. so everybody got dubbed in those movies. So anyway, you know, Barbara Steele is the greatest, my favorite of all time. <laughs> I have autographs, movie posters, you? you name it. Yeah, back in the early eBay days, I went crazy buying. I all was that one. Stuff. I was just gonna ask you if you yeah. had anything from her, because 
if somebody's your favorite, like yeah. I have like Chun Li stuff. Oh yeah. And I have five, six, seven, eight stuff, and those are my two, you know, my favorites. So I wasn't sure. Oh if you yeah, had I got any. autographs. I got a black. Obviously, I don't have a Chun Li autograph because that's not a real person. But whatever. Yeah, I got, I got. Back in the early days of eBay, you can get this stuff relatively cheap. I've got, I've actually found the other day. I was like, oh, an old issue of a French version of Vampirella magazine, and it had the comics, but it also had like a story in French, unfortunately, about one of her movies called The Long Hair of Death. So that was kind of cool. I'll go, oh, that's why I bought this. Cause <laughs> well, so, my. Uh, my friend Oliver Klozoff, who did the TV show, he can read French. He, he translates French. So oh, awesome. If you, well, want, to, if you want to know what it yeah, says, yeah. Uh, photocopy it, and I'll send it to him. He'll yeah, oh, well, yeah, definitely. So anyway, she comes out of the... She comes out of the... Coffin. Coffin, yeah. Not like, dead. Not dead. A bloody hand comes not, out. Not scary uh, papier-mâché face either. No, the real deal. Yeah, she's like really a woman in this one. And that's the other thing. When they did first bust it open, that was like, like a third grader's papier-mâché uh-huh. doll, like... It didn't look like a person. But it was person. a quick one, though. It was so quick, you, it was just like, meh. It but was it like, meh. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly, meh. <laughs> but, but, yeah. but it was literally like, just like a glob of paper mache and just, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. So, okay, so now she's chasing so sh- him. Now. So she's chasing him, and he's like, no. He's like and, he's like a little jelly, you know, yeah, jelly scary boy. And this is one boy. of those 60s chase scenes. Not like... Slow. Yeah, it's slow and fumbling, and everyone's stumbling around. You know, this is like... But then again, uh, then again, if you go into you go into your coffin and see your dead wife come out, you might be a little... A little frightened, not completely. I'd get to the gun so fast. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, living dead, you know. Anyway. <laughs> like, oh my God, kaboom, boom, boom. Like, anyway, so she's like... She's like coming after him slowly, and he's like running his ass out of there. He like opens the jail door, <laughs> and he's like bailing out of there. You know, she's just like so crazy. You know, Nicholas, come back here. Finally, he goes like, into Warriors, <laughs> come out to play. She had three yeah. bottles on her fingers. She was clicking the bottles. So anyway, that's he, not true at all. Okay, no, go ahead. No, he uh, he goes into the he goes into the uh, the torture chamber, and then yeah. he falls yeah. down. So he's laying there down like if he's like dead or something. And she's like, oh, he must be dead. And all of a sudden, the doctor comes out. Yeah. And if you, if you remember, the doctor was like, oh, you... Because they were trying to find him now. When he went uh, when he went yeah. spazoid, the doctor goes, you two take the top floors. I'll look down below. Right. So the doctor was in on the whole shtick. Right. And the doctor goes, why'd you do it so quickly? And she was like, you know, I'm tired of being dead. You know, I kind of want to like... You know, get get my money and and leave with you or whatever. So it was all a flim flam. And it was basically the same thing that happened to him when he was a kid. His mother and uh, yeah. his mother and his, uh, uncle. his uncle were screwing around. So now his wife and his best friend yep. were screwing around on the him, doctor so. and the and the and the lovely Barbara Steele. Yeah, well, Elizabeth were out to like yeah. drive him nuts so they could get his. So money this is all a ruse. All a ruse. The but ru- the joke. But the joke is, is about to become on. The, is he's about to be on them because as even though they think he's dead, she makes the she makes the biggest error. She starts laughing at the I'm plot reveal. No, the reveal. Like you know, like that point, like especially Scooby Doo or like whatever, and the bad guy starts ta- telling the plot. Yeah. Well, she has this dead Vincent Price, and she's swinging his head back to and fro as she's. And you think this and blah, blah, blah. You think this is funny, huh? And she's talking and then, uh-oh. As soon as she says, you think this is funny. And he says, <laughs> yes. the evil laugh. And they're like, oh, wait. Oh, wait. We You're thought alive. you were dead. <laughs> He's like, well, obviously this doctor ain't worth a shit. He thought you were dead. So now he thinks Vincent's dead. But So Vincent Price rises from the dead. And chases yeah. the doctor. And he is 
Vincent Price. Oh yeah, he's, he's going gotten to the nitrous bottle. He hit. He was in fourth. He was wound out. He cracked fifth gear. Now full on crazy yeah. nitrous blast. I mean, he grabs like Barbara Steele and like throws her. Yeah. Apparently. She said that when he got in through her, she he actually grabbed her so hard he bruised her or whatever because he's really into it. And he just a, goes off. He man. just goes and throws her, and then he goes after the the, the doctor. He's the doctor. chasing the doctor through. He goes up the stairs and through another room, and then I guess the doctor takes the wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> takes a header. <laughs> yeah, the doctor like kind of kills himself. I yeah. think gravity killed the doctor. Yeah, he's he's like running away so fast he forgot to look at the. The 50-foot drop at the pit and the pendulum, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, uh, crab, uh, uh, part there. So he, yeah, so that's right, folks. Here we are. Um, I think about an hour and four, ten minutes. Uh, an hour and four minutes into an hour and seventeen-minute movie. We still haven't we seen the. We finally pit and the see the pit and the pendulum. Yeah, we finally see it. But wait, but wait. There's still a little. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Now, Be- what would you pay for this crazy? Because then he grabs Elizabeth. And puts her in the Iron Maiden without right. the spikes thing or right. whatever. This is just and like, gags her, just like they did to his mom. Right. This is just like the cage. This isn't the cage, like that yeah. mummy thing that has the spikes in the it inside. It looks like it, but it's got no spikes. Yeah, it's no a cage. It's just a cage. So, so he gags her, and then you see her like you know big eyes like looking she's out. She's like, like looking out, trapped. She in wants this. to scream, but she can't. She can't. So anyway, she, she's the doctor's dead. She's in there. And in the meantime, the brother is like, Nicholas, where are you? She's looking for him. And then Nicholas is so whacked. That he's calling him Bartolome, and Bartolome was the, the uh, uncle. Was the uncle. So now he's gone off his rocker. Yeah, he's off. He's off he, the charts. He, the 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 brother of a of the wife is now he now uh, Vincent Price thinks that that's his uncle. Yeah. Which is to blame for the first thing. Yeah. So now he he, he grabs the brother, fights with him a little bit, yeah. conks him. Next thing you next thing you next thing you see Vincent's got his headgear on, his black cape on. Oh, dude! And dude's tied tied he down to like the I, He looks like Igor from uh, oh, yeah. from the Young Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, like we were talking before, Monty Python. Nobody expects this kind of position. Everything. That's exactly where they took that from. Oh my god! So this is classicness, man. Yeah, and he is just and he's like making faces. He's he's like making like his right, right side of his face is like. Weird grimace or whatever. He's like doing like that Richard the Third or like whatever. Strokish kind of. Yeah, like, like strokish stuff. Yeah. And not I'm not making fun of stroke people, but I mean like that's his his face he's looks grimace. tortured. Yeah, like yeah. he's like, and he looks like he should have a hump, you know. So and, he's um, so he's got the uh, the brother tied to the thing, and the brother's like down. the brother's like you know Doña Medina, the the sister. <laughs> Help me, help me. And all of a sudden, Vincent goes and gags his ass right there. He goes, yep. you're going to shut up now. Yeah. You know, so then he's tied down. The The pendulum's going, like, slowly, yeah. you know. And this pendulum is like a clockwork. Yeah. There's big gears, and it's 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 lowered by a chain. And it this has the nicest sound effect where it's, it's like click, 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 yeah. click, click. There's three clicks and a gear sound in each swing of it. Yep. And... It's very rhythmic. It's very present. Like when you're watching this, you're like, ooh, you feel like squirming because this dude is tied down. He's about to get cut in half and it's slowly lowering. Yeah. And Vincent is just enjoying it. He's taking it like one chain link at a time. Yeah, he's making going, it last. Clink, 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 like one chain. The thing drops down a little bit closer. And now it's starting to cut his shirt. And in the meantime, the sister finally gets down there. And she tries to, like, stop Vincent, but she yeah, can't. Vincent Price's sister, not... Yeah, Vincent Price's sister. Yeah, she yeah. tries to stop him, she can't. Then she tries 
to she she, she gets the, she no, goes and gets the, uh, the, the, the she gets the butler to help the butler yeah the butler did it and know? then so the butler comes down with her they they, they she the butler's fighting Vincent and she's trying to stop the pit the pendulum but she can't do it because she's obviously just a chick you know yeah. whatever <laughs> Dude, you know yeah, I was like she's like pushing this thing and I'm like. How strong is Vincent strong Price? Like, you know, this is just like a big lever, but she anyway, do it. she's trying, and you know, the suspense is killing everybody. The, the pendulum is cutting his shirt already. Yeah. See a little bit of blood on it. So finally, the butler was able to knock Vincent off the yeah, perch he, there, and he dies right next Vincent to Vincent takes uh, the big header uh, into the pit. Header, into the pit. Yeah. And then the, the butler goes and he uh, helps her. Stops, the, the sister he pulls stops the big the, lever, saves the guy. Pulls the chain. You know, it's like you said, I hope he pulls it the right way. Cause yeah, I would, have, I, would have pushed, I would have pulled it the wrong way and chopped him right in half and have been like, ooh, did you see that Vincent got him? Oh. Like, we, were just, we just weren't in time. That's what I would have said, like, as it cut him in half. I would have been yeah. like, oh, swing and a miss. So anyway, they, yeah. they, they, they stop that. They they save. They save the guy. They, they save the, the brother. And as they're walking out of the, uh, of the torture chamber, the sister goes, this door will be closed forever, and nobody will ever come in here again. Click, and, and then all of a sudden you think it's the end, but all of a sudden the camera like pans over, and we forgot that Barbara Steele's like in the cage there. All you see is like the last shot. The whole screen like kind of like zooms in, zooms on in her. on her eyes, and she's like her eyes are like bugging out of her head, and, and they had this weird red gel light, weird red on gel, it, you know, and and um, so basically, yeah, it was her device. She she was the one that caused all this, and she's she gonna suffer for it. for it, you know. Yeah. So and and uh, we, what we're talking about before the scenes where Vincent is uh, as a kid and he sees this going on. It was shot in monochrome blue, and it's very it's very psychedelic. You it's, know, it's like pre- even the colors at the beginning. We were talking about the yeah, colors. They did like the that color oil wheel thing. The oil. Um, it's like the Ultraman thing, kind like, of. Kinda, yeah, the, like they, they have oil colors running together in yeah. in like the borax water, so it looks really funky, and that's one of the things. I I do really love the experimental like style of the 60s movies. Like like this kind, not like the run of the mill stuff, you know. They always they try to do some cool stuff, cool yep. effects. The, you know, they were always at least influenced by colorful crazy Well, you know what's really you know, interesting too and 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 you out there in listener land can investigate this for yourself if you want to. <laughs> if you look at movie posters from the 60s, sometimes from the 70s, you see they're very colorful and very, like, you know, bright and all that. If you look at a lot of movie posters now, you see they're very monochromatic. They use a lot of blues. They use they use a lot of browns, especially in, not not in the Disney things. I'm talking about they the drama the movies. And they almost look the same. I mean, there's there's a guy who showed... Show me some examples. It's real interesting. Take a look at it for yourself if you don't think so. And just a sign of the times. You know, the 60s was very colorful. It was yeah. very, like, you know, psychedelic. And everything was, you know, like pop and in your face. Now it's kind of like grim and, you know, whatever. You know, just just something I that I observed. It's, it, well, it's a reflection of the of mentality the of the times, yeah. you know. I have a, a book called Trash, which I would... Yeah, would, me too. I would say, get it from your library. You don't have to go buy it, but it's worth the buy. Buy it on Amazon. You can get it it's, cheap. And it's just all the artwork from the movies, all the exploitation, trash movies. And boy, is that an interesting... It's interesting from a lot of perspectives. <laughs> Not only what they could from get away with... From an artistic perspective. But, but artists, from, from, as an artist looking at it, you're like, wow, this is really cool. And then just how they would be able to manipulate to get people in the door. Like, their main goal is to get asses in seats 
That's they, how they did it back then yeah. with posters. It's great. Before the internet picked everything apart and made everything. Yeah. Now crack. it's like now it's like, you know, I, like I said, I, I I saw the the guy sent me the post and I looked at the movie posters, but I haven't looked at many movie posters lately because all you ever see is the trailer for them. You know, you never really see the movie poster at all. Yeah, it's the same crap anyway. Yeah. Whatever. So anyway, yes, the pit and the pendulum. So. Now I guess it's down to the the big what what do you score it one to ten in this is going to be a first in? for me yeah what do you got this is going to be the top man the top this yeah I'm going to give this a ten a ten just just wow. because just because I'm not going to tell I'm not going to say it's the greatest movie ever made but it, I love gothic movies mm-hmm. it's well made it's got two of my favorites Vincent Price Barbara Steele Corman was at the top of his game. Yeah. All the people involved in it were like at the top of their game, and it's just like a it's lot a great, of creature well, a, feature fun. It's a great, great. There's not much you can fault it for. I mean, no. there's not just many things. Just hammy acting. That, yeah, well, but that's whatever, but that's part yeah. of the that's part of the deal, you know. Yeah, I mean, exactly. So yeah, this is this is about as good as it gets. All, I mean, I I, I can, I'll say Black Sunday is a better movie, but. Uh, you know, I'll give Black Sunday a ten point five. But anyway, whatever. <laughs> hey, Eleven. Like, Wait but a minute. Th- that'll go off the charts. <laughs> but anyway, but but as far as a gothic horror movie, if you want to say want to watch a gothic horror movie, sixties. This is about as good as it's going to get. Yeah, I go. I'll, I'll go eight point five. And I'm not digging it for. No, no, I understand. That's not my genre. I like sci-fi. I like yeah. time travel stuff. But that's what I was thinking. I was thinking. I was thinking. How are you going to feel about this? Because you're more of a sci-fi guy. But that's okay. I mean, yeah. I do love it. It was a very good yeah. watch. I, this is something I will watch again. I watched it for the show. In fact, I just finished it right before the show. Like I, I don't you know. You should get like a DVD, which would probably look better than that Netflix. Yeah, yeah. And it was just a very it was and, and fun and, and, and an interesting thing too that I forgot about. But the <laughs> DVD actually has a scene. That was added for the TV, which I, that which after they talked about it, and I watched it, I remembered when it played on TV, the ABC Monday Night Wave was a two-hour time slot. Obviously, this is a 90-minute movie. Back then, they had less commercials on, yeah. so they had to they had to do a little bit of padding. So they actually the only actor they could get from the movie was the was the sister, Donna wow. Medina, yeah, which yeah. was Luana Anders, who was in Dementia 13, The Trip, and a bunch of other cool Corman movies, too. She was great in Dementia 13, and that's the, one of the early Francis Ford Coppola movies. Oh, yeah? That is a great movie. A great Never slasher. Saw it. Oh, oh, dude, we got to watch it. That's a great <laughs> wow. slasher, axe murder, psychological movie. But anyway, they shot a scene with her where it turns out that at the beginning of it, she's in an insane asylum, and she's recounting the begin- the, the story to some of the other inmates. So, so they I guess, made it like she was telling the story? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they added the, they added that part in the beginning to make it so like she's telling the story because she went nuts after that all wouldn't this add happened. anything. No, it didn't add anything. Added but it padded. padded. But I mean, yeah, it padded. I, like that wouldn't make the story any better. Like sometimes that would be a good device, you know. Right. But not not in this case. That 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 doesn't do anything. Yeah. But in the DVD from M from uh, Midnight Movies MGM, it does include that extra scene in it, which I hadn't seen in like a ton of years. Nice. So I wanted to ask, do. You, do they have a lot of those midnight movies? Is there a lot out there? Um, you'll have to get them on Amazon. You you won't be find you won't be finding them. You you can get them at movies for for sale or whatever. Movies for less, whatever they call that place. You know, movies for sale. Huh. Not movies for sale. Um, what the hell? Movie show was a place in Miami. You know, movies. <laughs> what is it called? Movie Stop or whatever. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you can find. Them I remember seeing. I know what the logo looks like. <laughs> the, you know that neon. Yes. But I yes. didn't. I never like 
really looked at the catalog to see what they gave us, what you got. You know, you got all the Poe movies. You got some of the biker things. You got the two-headed yeah. transplant movies. You got Reptilicus. Oh, basically, the major AIP movies from that yeah. era. You got the Beach Party movies. You yeah, got. He probably made a good chunk of change selling them that. Yeah, they did them for a while, and then they, and then they stopped because um, I don't know if they ran out or MG. No, MGM got sold. They got sold to somebody else. I don't know if they got sold to Sony uh, or somebody else, but whoever bought them... Just killed them, huh? Yeah, kind of like put a kibosh on that. I think when MGM had them and it was MGM was owned by MGM, well, I know they were cranking them out. Who, who does the burn on demand? That's Warner. Oh, that's and a, MGM boy, does burn on demand, that too. That kicks your ass. If you, 24 bucks. Yeah, I was going to say, man, they ain't nothing worth that. You, no extras, <laughs> either. They just pan and scan, brother. Yeah, send I mean, your, they're, they're send movies, your check. There's movies that aren't out on DVD so if you really want a movie that much or even TV shows sometimes that are out yeah. that you can't get anywhere else that's the only that's the only game in town back in the day I, Best Buy would have had all this stuff but now it's just you know whatever. they suck boy I, one thing I did get that I don't know there was a show called Stanley Who Wants to Be a Superhero it, it was like a reality show where Stan Lee was like, Oh, making, yeah, the Stan Lee show. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, they never put him out. We got Burn on Demand. I bought all three seasons. You got you bought it? Burn <laughs> yeah. on Demand from Warner? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was so crazy. We used to do the Bunch of Dorks, and that was on a Friday night. we do it every Friday. And we would go out right after we were done with the show. We'd finish early so we could sit there and watch this. It was just like so stupid and funny. I actually have a, uh, two bumpers. The winner from season one, Feedback, I have him saying, you're watching, you're listening to a bunch of dorks, and like, this is Feedback, winner of show one. You know, we met him at a Comic-Con. Oh, and, you did? And we go, and we go hey, let me, let me have, would you do a thing? And he was like, well, of course. He actually went home to his studio, made it, and emailed it to us. Oh, that's cool. Oh, this dude was so cool. But that's And awesome. it was so funny, you know, it was just one of those things where you're like, people are like, who the hell's Feedback? You know what I mean? Like, every now and then I'll drop it in our show, and, and it just, we loved it, you know? Oh my, All right. that's great stuff. Memories. So, what are we doing next week? Uh, are we up for a versus show next yeah, week? Yeah, let's let's duke it out. All right. I know. What are we even up? One one. Yeah. Wow. What what what's the genre gonna see, be? Yeah. I, see, I I was gonna I, I was gonna do a movie, but this movie is so bad. I don't know if I want to watch it again. You know? <laughs> I, I'm I'm having a tough time because I have uh, one or two that I'm keeping for like a trump card. Like I know which one you're talking <laughs> about. Too. It's I got a real weird title. To I it. have two of them like that that are just they're not even technically movies, and in, in, in that they're just a thing on a tape. Yeah. But so. If, if I'm saving those, like, in case I get beat up real bad. Like, if it's, like, 8-1, I'm going to be like, bang, here's one for me. Bang, here's a second one. Yeah, you know? I, know, so, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I, you know. I'm worried. You know, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to get clubbed on this because you have a lot better movie knowledge with bad movies. Yeah. I thought I was the king of bad movies, but apparently I'm wrong. You know, so, I, 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 yeah, maybe I should save that really horrid one for uh yeah, What, what would we do, card. though? What, what, um, what, what genre do you want to do? You know what? I don't know. I'm mm. not sure. You know, you know, with me, it's always going to be a stupid horror movie because I'm a horror hound. And with me, it's going to be a it's stupid sci- sci-fi, sci-fi movie. Sci-fi movies. Yeah. Ah. So I think it's... Uh, you know what? Anything goes. All... all- it's an all skate. It's, it's a, an yes. all skate, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's all slow skater robot a go go this yeah, week. Anything all, goes. All skate, everybody. Anything goes. <laughs> How low can you go? <laughs> you need that limbo thing. All skate. No, no porn. <laughs> no. 
What's Not that? yet. What's that one I have? I have, I have one called Pulp Friction. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a total knockoff of Pulp Fiction. I can imagine. It's so terrible. It's so terrible. But I'm like, done, mine. Did you, did you used to do those things where you used to, there'd be a new movie coming out and you go, how can, what would the porno name of it be like? <laughs> I'll just to, give you one. Just go to Adam and Eve. It's, it's right there. You'll yeah, see it. I just remember we were driving one day and the, the movie, <laughs> there was a movie was playing in the dollar theater. It was called Patch Adam. And I go, hey, Snatch Adam. <laughs> Done. Uh, five bucks, you got a movie. <laughs> yeah, you got a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Crocodile, Crocodile Dundee. How about Crocodile Blondie? Okay, yeah, Done. <laughs> I don't wow. know, but anyway. Okay, yeah. so next week versus show, it's an all-skate. All-skate, everyone. We're going to surprise each other, see oh. how bad we can get. You, uh, you know, I, I'm going to, uh, yeah. I have two in mind. Not not, not my trump cards. Not I, your I, trump. Those I, are for, keep, those are saving. I, I'm keeping those for, they get out I, of jail. i got to find a trump card, too. You know? I, <laughs> I think you have them. a couple. Yeah. All right, so, well, very good. I, I encourage everyone to go out and uh, watch at least... Get it on Netflix. It's a free watch on Netflix. Yeah, man, watch Pit in the Pendulum. Let us know what you think. Pit in the it's Pendulum really, uh, is it's a, it's a shorter movie. It's not like long like nowadays. Ninety minutes. Ninety minutes. You know, it's it on Netflix. Fast. It goes fast. It's a good watch. Um, Vincent Price, man, how can you go wrong? <laughs> no Barbara kidding. Steele, how can you go wrong? And yeah. next week we will surprise you. Well, you won't be surprised if you're a member of our Facebook group because I always put the teasers and the trailers on uh, Facebook. So if you're in the know and you're on our Facebook page, then you'll know what's coming on the Versus show the next week. If not, you're left off the information superhighway. But we guarantee you one thing, and we, we can both guarantee that it's going to be bad. Deep hurting. It's, it's going to be bad. Not deep heating, deep hurting. Exactly. <laughs> and with that, I'm going to leave you with a couple more movie trailers for The Pit and the Pendulum. And then I we found uh, Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown. Found me a trailer for one called... Korean connection and for those of you who might have heard before on our other shows I was in Korea for a year that's right so that's why this one jumped out at me he gave me uh, Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown gave me a, a disc with like a ton of trailers on them so that way I can just keep dropping them in give you something fun and to we may to. do these movies I don't know we I'd like to you know some of these are right up our alley oh, so uh, this one this week I'm going as you hear us uh, go off air this will be the Korean connection all right, and thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Look of horror spoils your lovely face. What if it should show even through the wet? <laughs> Where's Tiger? Ah.